the truth. Eagle Houston, we rig an Aguilar. Go for PDI, over. July 20th, 1969. You're looking great to us, Eagle. Program alarm, 1202. Give us a reading on the 1202 program alarm. Roger, 1202, we copy it. What's a 1202? I don't know. Roger, we got you. We're going at alarm. Roger, understand. Go for landing. 400 feet down at 9. Forward. It's looking pretty rocky down there. Uh, switch the manual. We're uh, pegged on horizontal velocity, 300 feet down, three and a half. And Eagle Houston, we got data dropout. You're still looking good. 200 feet, four and a half down, five and a half down, 160, 160. Program alarm. 12, 1201. We're go, same type, we're go. Nine forward, that's good. 120 feet, 100 feet. There's craters everywhere. Looks like we're getting low on fuel now. 30 seconds. Okay, lights on, down two and a half. Forward. I'm gonna keep on going. Forward, kicking up some I dust. Still can't see, can't we're see the ground. Tap it. We're gonna tap it light. I'm gonna keep Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Fate has ordained that the men who went to the moon to explore in peace will stay on the moon to rest in peace. These brave men, Neil Armstrong and Edwin Aldrin, know that there is no hope for their recovery. But they also know that there is hope for mankind in their sacrifice. The words you just heard were the first few lines of a real speech. I'm not making this up. It was written for Richard Nixon in 1969 by William Sapphire, and it's called An Event of Moon Disaster. I'm Jonathan Mitchell, and this is The Truth. We found that speech online. It's all over. You can just do a search. It was part of a contingency plan in case Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin were stranded on the moon. Now the first moon landing, the way we remember it, seems almost preordained. But back then, they didn't know what was going to happen. As their crewmate Michael Collins orbited the moon, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin dropped to the surface on their ship's maiden voyage into a rocky landscape littered with craters, with gravity that was unfamiliar and untested. What if they crashed? Buzz, you okay? Yeah. You okay? I'm fine. Houston, this is Eagle. Do you copy? What's our orientation? Appears that we are horizontal. Yeah, feels like that. Houston, this is Eagle. Do you copy? I don't hear anything. Yeah, I can't tell if we're transmitting or not. What about Mike? Try him. Columbia, this is Eagle. Do you copy? That's not my computer. just reading gibberish. Are you there, Mike? Can you give me a fuel reading? Uh, and I sent one fuel and oxidizers are reading zero PSI. And uh, Wait, now it's eight PSI, now it's four. It's going all over the place. And, you know, air pressure's dropping rapidly. Do we have a meter reading on that? Looks like seven or eight minutes till there's no air left in this thing. Okay, verify LM suit circuit 36 to 43. That's verified. Let's get these helmets on. Right. 
No, it's fine. Roger. How's the cabin pressure? That looks like we're clear. You go first, Buzz. Yeah? Yeah, you're in a better position at this point. All right. And the frame's intact. Okay. Latch is open. Okay. Here, Buzz, take my camera. Good thinking. I want to make sure we get pictures of the crash. side it looks like we're uh well we look like we're perched right up on the edge of a crater looks to me about 110 120 feet in diameter here come on grab my hair okay there you go what a sight it's just Magnificent desolation. Hard to know where to go. Yeah, it looks like the ladder's down. Probably just slide down the side. Roger. Okay, I'm gonna step off the LM now. Okay. Uh, All right, Buzz, just watch yourself. I'm gonna come down. Fine-grained. Just like a fine-powdered, sandy, thin... I can... I can pick it up loosely with my toe. It's actually no trouble to walk around. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Neil, look at this. Look at what... Do you notice what the dust is doing? Yeah. Uh, when I kick the dust... Look at that. It's like a ripple. It just radiates out there. Look at that. It does exactly what my foot does. It's incredible. All right, let's assess the damage on the lander. Roger. It looks like we uh, we kicked up a lot of dust coming in. There's some scorching on what looks like hard rock. The ejecta kept us from rolling into that crater. I'm going to take a photo of this. I count three legs of the eagle missing. Radar and S-bands are both heavily damaged. I don't even see the VHF. Uh, sense stage looks intact. Yeah, but there's no way to launch properly in this position. We crash into those boulders. Yeah, or worse. I'm gonna move a little slower here. Just watch me so I don't slip on the... Neil? You gotta see this. What? Uh... Good lord. The fuel cell. Exhausted our fuel supply. <laughs> Exhausted's one word for it. Guess we're grounded. We've got two hours of air left. Let's initiate the geological survey. Oh, great idea, Neil. Part of the mission, Buzz. I suggest we get the radio working. The radio's dead, Buzz. We could describe the crash Buzz. and tell them what happened and say goodbye. The radio's dead. We just have one final goodbye to the wife and kids. That's all I want to do. Right you now. saw how scorched the casing God, yes, okay. You know, we have the flag, Buzz. We should plant that. Sure. I'll help you plant the flag. 
Yeah, this is a good spot. Let's see if I can just keep turning it in there a little more. There's not much give there. Yeah, you know what? It keeps staying. coming. Yeah. Yeah, the problem is, is I can't. It's so solid. There we go. There we go. Yeah, there's a little telescoping rod that comes out at the top here. Hold the flag out. Oh, doesn't go all the way out. Look at that. It sort of droops at the end of there. Looks good from here. It's certainly something I would salute. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. There it goes. Pick that up there. You ready? I can see my reflection in your visor. Here we go. Sort to capture the spirit of the American astronaut. Stuck on the moon, two hours to live. It gives a big thumbs up. I hope this film can last a long time. I don't think it's going to be developed anytime soon. Now, Apollo 12 is going to go up. Yeah, after this, I'd be surprised if there's any space program at all. I bet by the year 2000, I'll have a base up here. Maybe they'll build some memorial up here for us. That reminds me. Oh, right, I forgot yeah, we had a memorial. Yeah, here. Here it is. Here lies a memorial to Ed White, Gus Grissom, and Roger Chafee. Yeah, Ed was... He was my neighbor. Yeah, Ed was a good guy. Yeah, he was. Here, I got a couple of medallions here. For, uh, those cosmonauts. Yuri Gagarin, here you go. Here's your spot on the moon. Vladimir Komarov, you now have a place on the moon. Rest in peace. How many people do you think they'll bury up here by the time they're through? However many it is, it's a drop in the bucket when you consider the entirety of mankind. We'll walk back to the LM, they'll find our bodies more easily. Well, our footprints will be here for the next 10 million years, so I think they'll find us. Yeah. It's a shame to just leave footprints behind. Why should we, why should our legacy just be footprints? Let's write something. Let's write something in the dust here. You know, it's like, uh, I recently helped my friend pour some concrete into his backyard for a porch. And we, had his kids write a little message there. It was very... It's going to be there forever. What do you think we should leave? What's the message? I don't know, Buzz. I mean, look around. The scorched rock. The LM's all over the place. We'll be here. The crash light speaks for itself. There's... Nothing more I can say about it. Yeah, well, I'm feeling kind of winded anyway, so... You know, I've crashed so many times. Yeah, I've always managed to squeak by, but... When I graduated from flight school at 220 feet, 13 forward, and 11 forward, and it was... Five and a half down, nine four. That's good right there. Three and a half down. 120 feet, 100 down. Three and a half down, nine four. Five, six, seven, eight. Buzz! 
Buzz, huh? Buzz, what? Snap out of it. What? I'm fine. I'm fine. I better... Oh, I better lay down here. Yeah, oh. good idea. Sit down. It's really, really pretty up here. God will find us on the moon. Yeah, I think God will find you. Yeah. Do you ever wonder why we're here? What we're doing up here? With the space program? Yeah, like... What are we doing up here? What does this all mean? That's hard for us to decide. Yeah, you're right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Fate has ordained that the men who went to the moon to explore in peace will stay on the moon to rest in peace. These brave men, Neil Armstrong and Edwin Aldrin, know that there is no hope for their recovery. But they also know that there is hope for mankind in their sacrifice. These two men are laying down their lives in mankind's most noble goal, the search for truth and understanding. They will be mourned by their families and friends. They will be mourned by their nation. They will be mourned by the people of the world. They will be mourned by a Mother Earth that dared send two of her sons into the unknown. In their exploration, they stirred the people of the world to feel as one. In their sacrifice, they bind more tightly the brotherhood of man. In ancient days, men looked at stars and saw their heroes in the constellations. In modern times, we do much the same. But our heroes are epic men of flesh and blood. Others will follow and surely find their way home. Man's search will not be denied. But these men were the first, and they will remain the foremost in our hearts. For every human being who looks up at the moon in the nights to come will know that there is some corner of another world that is forever mankind. Moon Graffiti was performed by Matt Evans as Neil Armstrong and Ed Herbstman as Buzz Aldrin. That speech at the end was written by William Sapphire for Richard Nixon in 1969 and performed here by John Adovino. I wrote this story and it was edited by Hilary Frank. And if you'd like to see a photo of the actual document from the National Archives of the Nixon speech, we've put it on our website, thetruthpodcast.com. The Truth is a proud member of Radiotopia from PRX, made possible with support from the Knight Foundation and our launch sponsor, MailChimp, who celebrate creativity, chaos, and teamwork. If you're interested in supporting this and other podcasts like it, please send an email to sponsor at prx.org. Our associate producer is Carrie Caston. I'm Jonathan Mitchell, and you have been hearing The Truth. Mm-hmm.